Hey, sis. Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. Now, real quick before we get into the show, did you know that this podcast is a spinoff from a book that I wrote? Yes. Mom Keys to Mental Peace, 12 Tips to Become a Healthy Mom and Raise Healthy Children. In this book, I share my story about how I identified toxic patterns of thinking about life and motherhood. I share how God helped me to transform by the renewal of my mind. I didn't want to keep this revelation to myself, so I packaged it in a book to share how you can transform your mindset and lifestyle too. This book is for anyone who desires to break unhealthy generational patterns in their family, want to build healthier and stronger relationships with their children, or for anyone who wants to overcome the battle of negative thoughts in their mind. After reading this book, you will learn how to gain confidence in who you are as a mother, handle unhealthy thinking patterns when they appear in your mind, and position yourself to achieve mom-life balance. This book is available wherever books are sold, and the link will be in the show notes. Now let's get to the show. There is nothing worse than increasing your financial bag only to lose it because of poor money habits. It's important for you to learn how to manage your finances and avoid costly mistakes. Get ready to level up your financial literacy skills at the Don't Fumble the Bag Financial Literacy event being held on Saturday, July 8, 2023. This in-person event will take place in Sanford, North Carolina, surrounding cities like Raleigh, Fayetteville, and Greensboro are welcome. Join us for a fun and interactive day filled with expert speakers, informative workshops, and practical tips on how to manage your money wisely. You will learn about establishing a healthy money mindset, budgeting, saving, investing, and more. Breakfast and lunch will be provided. Don't miss out on this opportunity to gain valuable knowledge and skills that will help you achieve your financial goals. Register now and secure your spot at this must-attend event. Search Don't Fumble the Bag on eventbrite.com or click the link in the show notes to register. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I'm your host, Tari Kaya Allen Butler. I teach millennial moms how to make over their mindsets and level up their lifestyle in family, finances, and fitness. Join me every Tuesday at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. You will learn major keys to stop coming up short on your goals and start leveling up for the lifestyle you desire. Ready to level up? Let's do it. 
All right, y'all. So I have really been enjoying our series um, this month on our money mindset, on basic money tips and tricks and strategies, because I feel like that's the foundation of, you know, large amounts of money and investing and all those other higher level things that we can do with our money. So I've been very blessed by this conversation. I hope y'all have too. I hope y'all are applying some of the things that you're learning um, with your finances, even if it's not everything, if it's just one thing that you heard, like open up another savings account, even if there's no money that you have to put in there, as long as it's something um, that you have learned from this month and you apply it, if it's just one thing, that's fine. So I'm excited about tonight's talk because I'm all about, you know, earning the bag. That's what we all want, right? We all want that money in our account. We want those direct deposits. We want all of this, right? Um, The zeros in our account, we want to see increase. So today I'm going to share um, how you can do that, right? And how I've been able to position myself to um, have a more consistent income than just a paycheck to paycheck income. Because as we know, that paycheck to paycheck income life is hard, (laughs) especially those in between times when you're just waiting on that deposit to hit. Listen, the stress is real because life doesn't stop just because your check stopped. Bills are still due. Your kids are still hungry. Um, cars still need gas, repairs, maintenance, like life is still life. And so my goal today is to help you learn how to have more paydays or to increase your paydays and doing this through starting a side hustle. All right. So let me scroll back up. I'm at the bottom of my notes. Give me a second, y'all. All right. So when you think about how many days you get paid in a year, Think about that number, right? So there's 365 days in a year, 365. If you're someone who gets paid bi-weekly, that means you get paid two times a week, right? So how many days is that in a year? That means you get paid 24 times or 24 days out of 365 days in a year. Now, if you're someone like me, I work in the school systems, we only get paid one time a month one time a month. So how many days or how many times is that in one year? That means that I only get paid 12 days a year, 12 days a year out of 365. So when we're really looking at these numbers for what they really are, and you're looking at this calendar and you're looking at your bills and your income and how the math ain't mathing, it it really makes sense. (laughs) And it's an eye opener to me like, okay, that is a visual that, yes, I can have some more paydays in my year. (laughs) And my 365 days, I definitely can get paid more than 24 days. I can definitely get paid more than 12 days, right? And like I said, it just starts to make sense when you feel like, why am I struggling so hard? Or why is it so hard to, to stay on top or to cover my expenses and things, right? Now, along with all the other things we've talked about all week, a lot of times, sometimes we do need to increase our income. And that was something that I learned, you know, transparent moment um, about my finances personally, whenever I tried to apply for a house. 
that debt to income ratio, right? It just the math won't math in <laughs> pretty much is what she told me. So at the end of it all, you know, yes, I can make changes here and budget and cut back and all of that. But at the end of the day, sometimes what it is is an increase of income to increase for that lifestyle that we desire, for that next level that we want. Sometimes the income we have is not enough for that. And sometimes we do have to find other ways to add to the bad that we're already getting, right? So if you're just hopping on, we were talking about, you know, reflecting on how many times you get paid in a year out of 365 days. If you get paid bi-weekly, that's only 24 days you're getting paid. If you get paid once a month, that's only 12 days out of the year that you're getting paid. So living paycheck to paycheck is stressful and it keeps you stuck in a poverty cycle. So it keeps you in that cycle of having just enough to cover, but not enough to exceed or go to that next level. So you get your check, you pay your bills, you get your groceries, your gas, try to do some shopping, try to do have a life, <laughs> do something with your kids. And then there's no money left. And then there's this gap of time in between that you're waiting for your paycheck to come so that you can just do it all over again. That's not life. That's high stress. And for me personally, it's not the lifestyle that I want for my family long term, right? So we're getting to the point of how to fix that um, in just a few notes. So again, there's no room for your life outside of bills, which this can cause you to use more debt to make up the difference. So like I said, that in-between time when you're waiting on that check to come, if you have some type of a credit card or something, this is for me. A lot of times I've had to use that eventually um, by the end of the month or before that next paycheck because all of my money is gone, right? And not to say that I was just spending it all willy-nilly on whatever. It's legit gone because I used the money that I needed to pay for my bills or handle my things. So living paycheck to paycheck, it pushes you into debt because you're trying to cover that difference and you're trying to make up room and, like I said, actually have a life outside of just bills, that it can become a slippery slope for debt. There's little to no room to save money when you're living paycheck to paycheck. So again, it's those amounts from the bills that are due to the money that's coming in and how often that money is coming in, which we just saw a couple of days out of the year. How are you going to save? If that's your only source of income coming in, that one source, right? There isn't any room to save. So you aren't crazy and you aren't <laughs> listening to these financial gurus telling you, you can, you can say, yes, you know, small amounts over time do grow. At the same time, this is where, as I get into later, your side hustle can come in to help with that. And also living paycheck to paycheck leaves you no room to invest money. So, you know, we were talking about learning our basics about money management so that we can go to that next level for investing. So you may be interested, you know, buying a land, buying some land or doing stocks and all of that. But if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you really don't have any breathing room for your money to be invested and possibly not get a return on it. Because investments are really taking a chance. You don't know for sure what the return will be. You have an idea of what the return will be, but you don't know for sure. So if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you don't have room to not be sure about your money coming back to you. 
you don't have room to not be sure about your money, you know, doubling over or making a profit on it. You don't have room for that. So we have to get out of the paycheck to paycheck um, lifestyle for our finances so that we do have room to do those things. So maybe you're a person that you feel like, Tari, I'm not trying to start no side hustle. I don't have the time for it, this, that, and the third. That's what today's talk. So I've said a lot of the same things that you may have said about why a side hustle isn't for you. So one reason that you haven't started your side hustle is because, excuse me. All right, let me back up, y'all. We aren't there yet. Right now we are at why you need to start your side hustle. (laughs) Why you need to start your side hustle. All right. So like I said before, it fills in the gaps when you're waiting on your paycheck. So in that in-between time, that two-week period, if you have a side hustle going, those two weeks that you aren't getting paid from your job, you can be getting paid from your side hustle. So it's not days that you're going without no type of income coming in. You got a day or two, maybe three days, five days where your side hustle is going and you've got some money coming in that's filling in that gap in between. Um, you need to start a hustle, a side hustle so that you can use less debt. Again, this is where your money fills in for those gaps and you're not constantly using borrowed money or money with interest on it to meet your needs or to live your life. You have that extra income from the side hustle that you have created for yourself. Um, you need a side hustle because it gives a sense of independence, like, to be able to feel to be able to know that you know you created a service or you offered a product or a service that was able to help somebody and they were able to pay you for it that independence is unexplainable right and the independence to know that you're you have the money in the bank to handle whatever comes up whether it be bills or emergencies from not your job, but something that you generated yourself from an idea that you came up with from a skill or a talent that was God-given that you're able to use. Like that feeling of independence, like, okay, I see you, girl, talking to yourself. Like, yes, celebrate you. It's worth celebrating for. And that feeling is worth having. You deserve that. Um, You need to start a side hustle to have more paydays added to your calendar. So like we said, if you're only getting paid two times a week, that's only 24 days. But with your side hustle, you can add more paydays to your calendar. And it's a win-win when you start a side hustle. You're able to serve your your community with your skills and talents while earning extra income. So again, you're able to help your community um, if you have a a help-based service. You're able to serve your community if you have a product or something that you sell that can help or enhance them or help them or help them to have fun. It's a win-win. So you are winning because you got you some extra income and the supporter is winning because you're able to help them with a service. All right. So now this is the part that I was ahead of myself of (laughs) earlier You may be thinking like, well, Tari, all that sounds good, but a side hustle just isn't for me. I just don't see me doing that. So here are some reasons you may not have started your side hustle yet. Um, You're unsure of what service or product to offer. 
And that's understandable, right? Somebody can tell you start a side hustle, start selling some stuff. But if you don't know what to sell, (laughs) then that can be pretty difficult to get started. So I understand that completely. Um, You may not have. So to help with that also, if you're unsure about what service or product to offer, two things to help you figure that answer out is to ask yourself, what are your talents and skills? And also ask yourself, what problem can you solve in the community? Um, And I'll go deeper into that later. I've got a really, really good example for how to figure out what to sell. So stay tuned. Um, Another reason that you haven't started your side hustle is because you feel like people won't buy from you. You're afraid that you'll put this product out or create this service and nobody's going to hit you up for it or nobody's going to purchase it. Well, if you don't start the service or offer the product, then no, nobody's going to buy from you. <laughs> nobody's going to buy for you from you if you don't have it to offer. And that's kind of goes back to like that basketball quote, you know, you miss all of the shots that you don't take. So if that's something that you're nervous about, pe- what people think, are people going to buy from me, then Get that out of your mind and just focus on, okay, if I just show up, what if someone does buy from me? It can go both both ways. People can buy from you or people cannot buy from you, right? But you won't know until you actually put yourself out there. And a lot of that fear about what people think and about people buying from you stems from, you know, where you're finding your validation, where you're finding your self-worth, right? Caring so much about what other people think about you stepping out on an idea or a dream. People are going to talk until we end up in our graves. That's just what humans do. Humans look at people do things, they analyze it, they discuss it until they move on to the next popular thing to talk about. So something that has helped me, and this is just a quick disclaimer of like, Say that you are the talk of town, like, look at her trying to sell that stuff. Ain't nobody going to buy that. Don't nobody want that stuff. Or look at her selling it. It's already five people selling it. Why is she doing this? She's just copying off of such and such. When you have these statements being made and coming your way, one thing that has helped me is to know that eventually I won't be the topic of discussion anymore. Eventually there will be some new event or some new person or some new situation that has occurred locally in town or globally in the world or on social media, and people will move on and start talking about that. Also, I think that we have this prideful image or thought of ourselves that people care so much about what we're doing, when in reality, it's not that at all. Only you care that much about it because it's your passion and something that you want to put forward. So I learned that whenever I was nervous about, you know, putting the cookies out, like, well, what if people don't like them, how they taste, or what if they judge and tell this, that, and the third? It's like, okay, nobody is ninny picking into the situation or into the business, the details of the business more than me. Because nobody cares about the background of the business more than me. So just keep that in mind if that's something that you are nervous about. Um, Another reason that you haven't started your side hustle yet is because you're afraid of failing. 
And that kind of ties back to, you know, people not buying from you. We have to release that fear of failure. Um, failure is actually a good thing because it teaches lessons along the way. So whatever area that you may have failed in, take that lesson, make note of what exactly went wrong, plan for how you're going to either pivot away from that um, way of doing things or how you're going to create a new way um, and avoid those mistakes. So don't be afraid of failure. I am queen of failure over here. I can't stand failing. But I've understood um, over the years that that just comes along with it. <laughs> and if I'm going to stick with it, then I might as well get used to it and learn how to adjust appropriately. Um, another reason you may not have started your side hustle is because you don't have the time or resources. So definitely, you know, mom life, we've already established, if you've listened to any of my talks, that there will never be a moment in mom life, or it's very rare, I'm not going to say never, but it's very rare that we're not busy. It's going to be rare that we have all this time. <laughs> so the fact of you not having time um, to do the side business isn't really a valid excuse. When it comes to time, it comes, the main thing is planning blocking off time, looking at calendars, looking at your schedule, seeing what you're doing from this time to this time, making sure that the kids are situated and handled with their extracurricular activities and dinner and things. So, and it's going to be nice and smooth every day. No. Are you going to have time to do everything just the way you want it in a quiet, peaceful area? No. And that's, the part of entrepreneurship, the part of motherhood that just comes with it, right? A lot of times we just have to adjust and pivot and work with what we have. Um, if you feel like you don't have enough resources, there are so many resources online, online. All you have to do is Google whatever that side hustle is you're interested in. There are plenty of influencers on Instagram, on Facebook, Linktree, Whatever the case, start using some hashtags and searching in that search bar instead of searching drama and Googling and seeing who got beef with who and putting two and two. Start doing some research on some resources that can help you to create the side hustle that you want to create or that you're interested in or to find more information out about it. So a lot of times we say we don't have time, we don't have resources. But a lot of times we have to look at the reality of, okay, what am I prioritizing? What am I wasting my time on that I could be using that time to invest into the side business? Because let me tell you, I have not got to where I am, you know, three years later, and I'm getting ready to go into my story, um, from just hoping that the information falls in my hand or just hoping that I can figure it out on my own. Like I'm I'm out here constantly consuming information and applying trial and error for what I learned. So with my side hustle experience, um for those who do for those who do not know, I do have a side hustle, aka side business, Kaya's Cookies. Um I have been in business for 3 years now, but it definitely started off as a simple side hustle and as an idea. So as I've shared before, I work in the school systems and I get paid once a month. So 
the money that I make from Kai's Cookies, when I first started off, it was not, you know, bukus of money. It was just a couple of dollars here or there. But like I said, with me getting paid one time a month, that money in between, I started to see how beneficial it was. Because say I sold a few bags of cookies at work that day, and I've got an extra $80, $100. Okay, well, I'm able to get some groceries for my family with that. I've been able to get gas with that money. I've been able to get house items that we need, like laundry detergent and stuff. Um, I've been able to pay certain small bills, maybe like a Netflix bill or a phone bill or something. Um, and I've been able to use some of that money to go towards debt. So once I started seeing like, okay, this this little side hustle is filling in the gaps here, it motivated me to want to show up more or to offer um, the cookies more to the community and really take it serious. So um, as I've shared before, you know, I've baked cookies for years for my family and friends, but just, you know, three years ago, I decided to take it serious. Um and that was really the motivation behind it. Now, yes, I love cookies. I have a passion for baking. Um, I enjoy when people are happy eating my cookies and telling me how good they taste and sharing them with friends. Like all of that just fills me up with joy. Um, but one of the main motives that really helped me was that money in between, <laughs> that money in between paychecks and and waiting on that next paycheck. It really, really helped a lot. Um, I like that this side hustle is something that I'm able to create on my time. So I choose when to offer this service. If I had before, when I first started, I did feel kind of nervous, like, well, how often should I bake? What if nobody orders? And I was baking like bukus of cookies in here and wasn't really getting that many orders. So wasting dough, wasting money, just no real, um, strategy <laughs> to it at all, just kind of randomly doing things. So um, I was able to intentionally plan, you know, what flavors work best, what days work best for me to bake, how much I need to bake. So it's all self-controlled, opposed, opposed to like your job. You're told when to come in, how long you have to stay there, how much money you can make. So sometimes there's a max based off, you know, the numbers of hours that you're there or your salary cap, right? So a side hustle, it creates that ability for you to create that range. If I wanted to bake a hundred dozen of cookies and go out and sell them or <laughs> try my best to sell them, I could. Or if I only want to bake five dozen and sell to you know local people in my community or set up a bake sale or sell them at my job, I can do that too. So I like the, the freedom that I have um, to plan with this side hustle. Um, I've been able to reinvest in my side hustle and expand it to improve my service and skills. So the money that I've been making from Kai's Cookies, you know, has helped a lot with the Mom Keys to Mental Peace platform as far as me being able to pay for courses and classes and get books and learn new information and, you know, buy certain systems that need to be in place in order for me to operate. So I'm very grateful that, you know, the money that I'm able to make from Kai's Cookies is helping to invest in another dream that I have or another goal that I'm working towards. So very, very good there. I'm, I'm grateful for that. 
my family and my children are involved in the cookie process. So anytime that I host the bake sale, they're out there with me, helping me to set up. And um, even my oldest son, this this really makes my heart happy because it's little things like this that let you know you feel like your kids aren't listening to you, <laughs> but when in reality they are. So my oldest son, you know, he's been home for the summer. He's 12. Um, he's had some like sports training things going on for basketball and football. But for the most part, he's just been chilling in the house, you know, um, and he's definitely into shoes and clothes and school shopping. All of that is coming up. And my 12-year-old is in a size 11 shoe, y'all, and men, and men, and he's still growing. And he's not 11. Y'all forgive me. He's 12. <laughs> my 12-year-old is in a size 11, or maybe I said that. I don't know. Either, either way, his foot is big, and his shoes cause adult men prices. So he came up with the idea, or I presented the idea to him to go around to our neighbors. We have a few families that we are connected with, so not just anybody, and offer to take their trash to the dumpster for $5 a service. Now, this business idea came up from the two strategies that I told you all about earlier. What problem can you solve and how can you serve the community? So a lot of um, people over here in my community either don't have, they're either single moms or have like younger kids that can't really take the trash. So it's up to them to get the trash to the dumpster. We also have some elderly people that live around us who aren't really mobile, who have to have a cane and, you know, services. So, you know, they aren't walking back and forth to that dumpster so we saw those problems and how could we, you know, create a solution to help them. And he's got a little clientele going. So I'm proud of him. And I'm proud that, you know, that strategy was able to be applied for a 12-year-old. If he can do it, then girl, you can think of something to, you know, come up with a service or product for people around you. So I just had to plug that in there. So like I said, with my side hustle, I feel like it has encouraged my children um, to pay attention to entrepreneurship and business and side hustles and how to serve the community and how to earn money for the things that they want. So, you know, yeah, we can get him school clothes and stuff. But again, this goes back to the independence of a side hustle. As a 12-year-old, if you're able to earn, you know, $100, $150 and buy your own shoes, like, come on now. You did your thing. You did your thing. And it's starting those positive money habits early. And I, to me, I feel like it pushes out that whole entitlement that, oh, I'm owed these things. No, you know, some things your parents get you because they love you and they want you to have them. Some things are earned and you've got to put that work in to get it, really, <laughs> because that's what we're doing as parents for them, right? So we need them to learn the reality of, of this life. Um, with me, you know, selling Kai's cookies, um, it gives me an opportunity to serve my community. So I do bake for people at my job. I do vendor events. Um, I don't mind delivering cookies. People come to my home to pick up. Um, people learn about my cookies from word of mouth 
And it, I just feel like I have a great community of support when it comes to Kai's Cookies. I can't tell y'all, you know, how many times I've generated an order just from, you know, walking by somebody in passing or being in the right place at the right time. And someone's like, hey, I've, I've heard so many good things about your cookies or I would love to try your cookies or what's your information so I can order or they stop me and say such and such is my favorite flavor. So I really like the the kindness that, you know, stems from Kaya's cookies. I like the joy that people get from enjoying, you know, cookies because I know your girl loves cookies. <laughs> I'm a cookie monster at heart. I love the feeling that they give me. I have a prayer I say in my kitchen before I bake every time that, you know, Lord, may you come into the taste, texture, and flavor, and feeling of every cookie prepared. So I want y'all to to feel good, to feel happiness, to bite it just like, uh, to make you feel like you want to slap your mama because <laughs> they taste so good, right? That's what I'm going for. And in those moments from one bite of a little cookie, it it builds community, it builds supporters. Um, and I'm forever grateful. I feel like I can't say thank you enough to anybody who decides to pay me or give me money because that's not something you have to do. I know how I am about, you know, the things that I buy and what I spend my money on. So that's really something to keep in mind if you do start a, a side hustle is to generate from a place of gratitude because people don't have to buy from you. People don't have to pay you for anything. And, you know, there's really nothing new under the sun and not saying that people are copying people or biting off of anybody, but your side hustle very well may be something that somebody's already doing, but, you know, maybe they don't do it the way you do or your your attitude and your sense of gratitude can determine, you know, that supporter coming to you or going to somebody else. So that's really, really big, I think, especially for um, black businesses, because people are getting chewed out, just put on display, put on blast for um, their lack of service or for being rude or for not being professional. And I'm kind of on the fence about that because, you know, your character, how you are, you know, at your job with your family is going to roll over into business and entrepreneurship. So there are some people who have some character things that they need to work on before they decide to offer any service to anybody. But then there are some moments where there was a genuine mistake. And I just don't like when we as fellow Black business owners put those people on blast or call them out or or run their name and their business down. Because at the end of the day, we're all trying to increase our income. We're all trying to pay our bills, trying to live our life, trying to take care of our kids. So if you blasting somebody can cause that to stop for somebody, I, I would suggest that you second think that. Think again before before doing that. Um, also with my business, consistency and patience was definitely, um, key for me, um, through mistakes and messing up. Like I said, I would be in here just wasting product, just cooking a whole bunch of cookies, stressing myself out, nobody buying them. Right. So you really have to be okay with messing up and be okay with being patient in the process. 
So you may have seen memes or heard with business or side hustle that one day you feel like you can take over the world. You made X amount of dollars. Business was booming. And then the next day, nobody buys from you. And you're thinking, why did I do this? (laughs) Why did I do this? I've had plenty of days where I have thought both thoughts. So one thing that has helped me over time is, like I said, being consistent, continuing to show up. Hey, thank y'all for hopping on with me. Um, continuing to show up, continuing to be patient in the process and knowing that all this money isn't about to just come fall into your account immediately, that there is some work <laughs> that you have to do behind it um, with getting the word out there about your service or your product that you have and then giving people the opportunity and chance to actually purchase um, from you. So don't get discouraged by the support numbers. Do not get discouraged by the support numbers. So um, transparent moment for me. I know with Kai's Cookies, when I first presented it, like the first two days were booming pretty good. And then when I, you know, continued to offer the service a week or so later, numbers were starting to go down. People weren't really hitting me up for cookies. Um, I'm posting, hoping that somebody comes through. Again, wasted product. Um, This is all in the beginning stages, but I continue to stay with it. So again, this also goes back to what I was saying about looking for validation in others. If those first couple of, if that first week or so, or that first month of business, I saw that, well, people were buying from me, but now they're not. So I'm not going to sell anything anymore. Three years later, I wouldn't be at a place where I'm having weekly income from cookie sales, right? It would have just ended right there. There would be no Kai's cookies today. There would be no me talking to you about the process. It would have just ended. So I say this to say, don't get caught up in the numbers. People hate you, love you, then hate you again. This is just what comes with any type of product or service or your talent or your skill being offered to other people. I mean, we can look at celebrities um, today. There's like Chris Brown. Everybody loved him when he first came out. Then when the Rihanna incident happened, oh, shame Chris Brown. Everybody hate him. Now he went on tour, maybe had some more albums. Everybody loves Chris Brown again. So you see how it just fluctuates. Even Michael Jackson. People love Michael Jackson. Hated Michael Jackson. How could he do that? Loved him again. So don't get caught up in the number of supporters. (laughs) Don't get caught up in who is supporting and who ain't supporting. Because when that is the main thing, then that shows that you're doing it for people. You're doing it for people to see you and for people to validate you and for people to say, oh, look at you and your business and you cool with the oohs and ahs. When really we need to look at why we're doing the business. Is it to create generational wealth? Is it to stop living paycheck to paycheck? Is it to pay down debt? Is it to, you know, build this empire for your family so that you can pass it on? Is it to save for a house? Like, look at your why. And if your why is to be better than somebody or for someone to notice you and validate you, then your business or your side hustle will not go far and and you'll be disappointed. You'll be disappointed. Um, another thing is to adjust and keep showing up. I touched on that earlier. Um, whenever mistakes or problems come up, that that's just business. You'll just have to adjust. 
Um, and there was one other thing that I wanted to share. One more example. If you're feeling like a side hustle is not for me, I just don't know. I already gave you the example about my 12-year-old and his side hustle taking the trash um, for our neighbors. So if a 12-year-old can, you can. But I was watching Steve Harvey's, um, he's got like a judge show or something where people come on and suing each other, family members or whatever, where there was this mother-daughter duo on there and the daughter was trying to sue the mom because she felt like they could work more hours in their side hustle to earn more money and that the mom's laziness was keeping them from that. That's a whole nother story. But anyway, what interested me was the side hustle they had. So she said that they reached out to elderly people in their community and, you know, kind of created a relationship or a business deal with them that they would pick up like their medications, local groceries or run their local errands for them. And she says that they start at like a, a $10 base delivery fee and then they get tips on that. And she said they were she was trying to generate up to $200 a day, but they were generating about 160 a day. Y'all, that ain't nothing but DoorDash, but she did it herself or they did it themselves with the people they know. So we, I think, think too deep into it sometimes. Like everything has to be formal and set up and prim and prime and perfect. But who are some elderly people, elderly people that you know right now in your community that could use some help? That's solving a problem. Oh, they can't get to their groceries. They can't pick up their medicine. They need these things because they're not mobile. You're solving that problem. You're serving the community by helping them to get the things they need and the comfort of their home and all in exchange for some extra income into your pockets, right? It's a whole circle. It's a whole formula. Everyone can benefit. It helps everybody, the circle of life, right? <laughs> so that is all that I have for you all today. I pray that this was inspiring to you. Um, if you felt discouraged about a side hustle, maybe something I said today, put off a little light bulb in your head like, you know what, sis, maybe I could. And you can, <laughs> right? So if you are new to this live, if someone shared it with you or you stumbled across, please um, follow me for more, you know, content and information that I share. I would love to connect with you and follow you back and see what you have on your page, connect with you. Um, also, if you have not joined our Mom Keys to Mental Peace community, please do so by um, clicking the link in my bio and it says join the community um, for my link tree. And for anyone who is new to our email list, you were you will receive three free money resources, a 12-month bill planner, an expense tracker, and a savings tracker, just as a freebie thank you gift for joining our community. And prayerfully, you can use it to help um, manage your finances a little better. Also, um, I have a course called Don't Fumble the Bag, Money Basic Tips for Moms. And this course will have all of the videos that I've um, recorded this month for our money month. Um, so you'll have it in one big bundle because after the end of this week, they will all be gone, taken down from my page. So this course, you'll have all those bundled along with some free money resources. So you'll have um, resources for how to plan your monthly money 
like your bills and stuff for the month, um, trackers and all of that. So there's a lot of resources, templates and resources. And if you have not, please subscribe to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast that is also in the link um, in my bio. And I update those weekly as well with um, new videos. So there is a new video updated today on there if you would like to check it out. Um, I put new videos up each Tuesday. So I do a live on IG for a different topic and then a previous video I'll put on my podcast. So subscribe to that. Again, the link is in the bio for that. And um, if you are interested in buying cookies, I will have them for sale this week. Um, The original flavors, I know that strawberry lemonade is popular. (laughs) So I'll have that available too. But I believe that is all that I have for you all. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. Share this video with a friend. Join my email list. Follow me. Let's get connected. And I pray that you all have a great night. Bye.